0: Uh, so Brian and
2: I were hiking this morning, and uh, you know we passed a couple that were hiking. You know, distanced, obviously, but oh, he okay. was dressed as as though he was uh, on a like on a his lunch break from an office job. You know, he definitely
0: had like khakis. Oh, like he was wearing like, yeah like- Brooks Brothers. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. And the like, a tucked-in, like, golf, golf tee, a polo. But he had a retractable lanyard, like, where his keys are, you know, like uh-huh. the zipline one. And it gave Ugh. me such feels and flashbacks about having those as a server and using them to, like, you, you'd put your card on them and then you'd, like, swipe your card to get into your POS system. And how I specifically probably broke hundreds of those <laughs> <laughs> over the years because I'd fuck with them the entire shift i would just say like pulling in and out pulling in and out like oh. so, i mean not in front of my tables but if you were just like sitting around waiting yeah. for like if you were dead i'll i'd just be tugging on the lanyard
0: the tugging whole- on your <laughs> lanyard pissing off managers who are like can you just please fiddle with something more healthy yeah, like right, a like- cigarette out back
2: <laughs> yeah andrew we don't have this kind of lanyard budget uh <laughs> you've really like buka de beppo's going out of business because uh of all the uh the lanyard uh the lanyard bed budget that you fucked up for everybody
0: (laughs) really screwed it up but you know what speaking of lanyards and cards and getting into pos systems it immediately made me think of the future of our sex lives Mm -hmm. it's uh you're definitely going to need a card with some information stockpiled in it about your status before you get into my pos system you know what i'm saying yeah you're gonna have to swipe it right on that butthole That's right. Do the do the credit card swipe down the butt crack.
2: Well you guys, uh, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your welcome. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace.
0: And I'm your other host, Brooke Van Poplin. God and if Make- you guys
2: uh, haven't realized it by now, or if you happen to be listening to us for the first time, this is a podcast about the restaurant industry. <laughs>
0: it's uh, for servers, by servers, if you will. <laughs> uh, servers, bartenders, counter workers, gas station attendants—all of us who serve others.
2: Just being on the old service industry, you know, and I think we're just doing a
0: re-introduction uh, today because this is our first show. Brooke Van know, Pop- Lynn, th- we're coming out. We're coming out on the last podcast network, which is the coolest thing to say out loud. Cause I've been the biggest fan of them for years.
2: As have I. So yeah, this has been in the works for a little bit. Uh, we are, we are so happy to debut and be a part of the last podcast network family um, and reach other people and hope you guys reach other shows on last podcast network. Cause it's really just like a network of like, Misfits and
0: <laughs> I know all the all the broken toys are in this family, <laughs> which I very very much appreciate. Um, and we've had some of them on the podcast in the past. We've had Henry Zabrowski, Jackie Zabrowski, Ed Larson, Ed Larson Amber Nelson. Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we feel like um, we have a little crossover cross section of fans that love uh, LPN and Sideworks. So welcome to this new Venn diagram. We're very excited. I'm so excited. I am too. It feels good to have a home because, you know, so many other areas uh, of our life feel really uh, spun out right now. (laughs) Yeah, we're just trying to make our
2: homes extra homey. And for us to have a second home just makes that more
0: exciting for us. You know what I'm saying, homie? Yeah, how many yeah. times did you say home and homie just then? It was excellent.
2: I don't know. But, I mean, we could turn it into a drinking game just for this episode if you
0: want to. <laughs> is this your new catchphrase? <laughs> Are you trying to try too hard on our new podcast network? it no, no, says no. homie now.
2: No, you asked how I
0: said, I I, but I didn't say homie like, eh, whatever. Oh um, boy, oh boy. Also, is it weird that today's like our big coming out day and I'm in a closet? i'm recording in my closet
2: (laughs) brooke went back into the closet for her coming out day indeed uh you know what whatever it takes brooke whatever it takes
0: well definitely um definitely have been uh, turned down for sexual offers for quarantine sexual offers nobody's taken so um that's a real slam to the old ego um which is interesting. I mean, I keep telling me it's the it's the virus. It's the virus that's making people nervous. Um <laughs> but it's I think anyway.
2: it's not you, babe, it's the virus.
0: <laughs> it is, I guess. But yeah, what a what a bummer.
2: I mean, I tell Brian that all the time, and he sleeps next to me in a bed. And I'm just like, nah, you know, the virus, and then I roll over and <laughs> <laughs> <Your> husband <laughs> I, who been- I just like look at photos of Paul Rudd before I go to bed, you know? That's just don't- Don't look at me looking at
0: photos of Paul Rudd. (laughs) This is my time. Give me some space in this quarantine. Hey!
2: All right. Well, I think we should uh, get moving uh,
0: and uh, talk about some headlines this week. Yes. Let's jump into some headlines in the food, beverage, and service industry. Well, this one is just killing me softly. Oh, so softly. It's so funny to me. Uh, Basically, earlier this week, Chuck E. Cheese came out on Grubhub under an alias, Pascal's Pizza and Wings, to move more pizzas and food without having the moniker of Charles Entertainment Cheese. You well, know, what she didn't know
2: is the full name of Chuck E. Cheese is Charles Entertainment Cheese. Is what we're that saying. Is-
0: That is right. Um, So and now Pascali is not a made up person or name. You have to be deep, deep into the mythology and the backstory of Charles Entertainment Cheese and know that Pascali is the human chef who's also part of their animatronic band, which is a rat band, Mm -hmm. which, you know, we love rat chat. I don't
2: think they were always rat bands. I think that they've they've been across the board through the decades, through all sorts. They've they've morphed and changed with the times, if you will.
0: Absolutely. Now they mostly do trap music, but um, so <laughs> well. Okay, the the actual name of their band is Munch's Make Make Believe Band, aka the Rat Band. Well, it was um, the Pizza Time on the Pizza Time Players. Also, it in the old days, like when when we grew up, that's who they were. Um, you know, also easily confused with Major Magics and the Rock of Fire Band and all that crazy stuff. But mm-hmm. the the funny funny part is, people have been ordering pizza off Grubhub over this new place that offers and when they order it they're like this shit's Chuck E. Cheese Um, (laughs) which is like the most brilliant business move ever because, um, like, I get it, you know, Chuck E. Cheese pizza, it's kids fare. even though, you know, adults and moms and dads who want to kill themselves can drink gallons of beer. Right. And then usually after they're drunk, you know, numbing themselves on the beer, they'll eat that pizza, you know, right. they'll eventually right. get to it. But it's not like this proprietary blend of spices and cheeses and sauce that makes a person want to look up a Chuck E. Cheese and order it to their home during a pandemic. So, they changed it up. We're now Pascali's Pizza and Wings. And they told Food and Wine, the spokesperson for Chuck E. Cheese told Food and Wine <laughs> that they actually do use... Um, A heartier, thicker, more artisanal crust for this recipe and a different elevated sauce so that it's a more gourmet Chuck E. Cheese pizza experience. Um, No mention uh, whether or not they were still including free pink eye. But
2: (laughs) I know I was going to say this is like they have to like rechange it up because like that ball pit is never going to open again. It's (laughs) ever, ever, no matter even whenever the vaccine is found, no more ball pits for the rest of time.
0: Uh, they should probably scrape the bottom of that ball pit for a vaccine. You know, mm-hmm. they're
2: I the mean, origin. I, I don't know Chuck E. Cheese, like on the taste enough alone to have a bite and be like, this is motherfucking Chuck E. Cheese pizza. But I will say it would be a dead giveaway <laughs> when Jasper T. Chowles actually delivers your pizza. That's the dead giveaway for me personally. That,
0: yeah, you are on it. You'd be like, Wait a minute. <laughs> I know. Can we talk
2: about this backstory
0: really quick? Yeah, please. so fucking
2: good. Okay. So basically what they're saying with the Chuck E. Cheese that Pasquale... So Pasquale, like we said, is this Italian chef that we all know. It was just a bunch of animals and an Italian, which is a good representation uh, of Italians generally. I always thought with the band, I was like, damn. But so... So as the story goes, Chuck E. Cheese was an orphan. Okay? So basically... The lore, right, is what they're saying. that Chuck E. Cheese grew up in an orphanage called St. Marineras. He never knew his own birthday. So instead he celebrates everyone else's birthday, right? Right. So then one day he moves to the big city. He moves to New York. He finds a home above a pizzeria named by run by a chef named Pasqualee. Mm-hmm. And then he discovers the pest in the kitchen. He discovers Chuck E. Cheese in his kitchen. And then Charles, to get out of it, started singing. And then the Italian chef, Pasquali was like, Oh, I'm so shocked I dropped him a rolling pin. The mouse that can sing? He saved my restaurant. <laughs> and he goes, I'm going to make you a star, is what he said. Your name now Gordon. is Charles Entertainment yeah. Cheese. Now you work for me and I keep your luck in the basement. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like there's a lot of holes
0: in this story, you know? A lot of holes. Also, is he moonlighting? his pizza rat? What's going on?
2: <laughs> yeah. Is there a crossover there? Are you a mouse? Or are you a rat? Whatever, you know? What's
0: happening? Give me my pizza. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. But listen, if you see it pop up on Grubhub, order it. Screw it. You know, I never turned down a wing. You know, get some wings from Pascalis.
2: Oh, oh, I also read Our Applebee's also changed their name to Neighborhood Wings.
0: Okay, Shardlebee's.
2: So just be aware that there's a lot of restaurants out there who are going under aliases, and you might just be getting a pile of garbage instead of a local neighborhood restaurant you think you're supporting.
0: <laughs> I know. No offense, Applebee's. I can microwave my own entree at home. Thank you very much. I mean, I mean, you know,
2: by pile of garbage, I mean, I'd probably eat, I'm going
0: to eat those wings probably. All right, next headline. This is wild. So Maryland is getting ready to reopen (laughs) restaurants and, you know, they have to practice the six foot
2: rule. I can't stop laughing about this, what you're going to say.
0: I. So, you know, like, Because we're obviously pro-service industry, we're interested, we want to know what restaurants are doing, you know, to sort of make people more comfortable, to make it fun or less awkward. Not everyone's doing a great job. Last week, we talked about the restaurant that's going to put mannequins at the empty tables for the social distancing, which is the scariest
2: for the feels feels of it. (laughs)
0: Which we, you know, also discussed, like, do waiters have to <laughs> wait on the mannequins to make that feel normal, too? I don't know what's happening. So at this um, restaurant in Maryland, which the name of it, of course, because uh, it's right on the water, is Fishtails Bar and Grill in Ocean City. Mm-hmm. Um so So their workaround for social distancing is bumper tables. Oh, my God. Yeah, you heard me. Bumper tables. (laughs) Basically, what they've designed, they've purchased 10 of these to keep people spaced apart, is it essentially they're blown up inner tubes. They look like all your pool floaties. They look like a bumper
2: boat. Like if you've ever been in a bumper boat, that's what it looks like.
0: Okay, but it's on a stand with wheels, and you look like a giant toddler who crawls into the middle of one, and then you push it with your inflated tire, which so the diameter or the (laughs) circumference, the circumference around everybody is three feet. So when you've got three feet of space against you bumping into someone else with their three feet against them, you are... Socially distanced, ta-da! Absolutely.
2: Not to mention, then your server gets to be on some sort of obstacle course all the time, and probably will get injured or smashed. Um, okay. Also, <laughs> they kind of. I also think there should be toilets installed on these. I'm just gonna just- say it. I just think people should be pissing and shitting in them
0: at the same time. Well, they are essentially just giant drunk babies anyways, because yeah. these these are the same things that you give um, babies before they can walk. Those little pushy, you know, swing things with the tray and the wheels, you know, that they push yeah. themselves around on and smash their Cheerios. So that's basically going to be these grown adults, which may as well give them sippy cups as they're bumping into people. With their I mean, alcoholic beverages.
2: I got to say, so Ocean City, if you've never been to Ocean City, Maryland, they have like a little, a boardwalk, and amusement park. So this is very on point for Ocean City. Like this is very carnival, like this is very, like, it's kind of like what Santa Cruz has as, you know, how I would describe it. And then it's, it's a little, it's a little dingy, it's a little, it's a little trashy, boardwalky. So this is fucking perfect.
0: Well... I wish them all the best uh, because the COVID cases in Maryland has doubled as of today and we're entering a 3-day holiday memorial weekend. Oh god, Anyways, is that what it is? is it? No is it Memorial Day weekend this yes. weekend? Oh my god. What is time? No, what's what's uh, time? It means nothing, but, um, you know, good for them for coming up with ways to ki- like these. And these tables are for the people who are normally bar patrons or who want to mingle on the patio because the tables inside the restaurant will be normal. But they are spaced apart with partitions. Oh,
2: I thought you were going to say it's because they haven't <laughs> finished designing the, the inside court for all these bumper tables to go in. They have Truly. to. Re-
0: and then I'm like, does the waiter have to get in one of these inner tubes on wheels? To no, serve? they're just gonna get
2: injured. They're just gonna get injured. Or do they have to dress like a referee and have a whistle? And then there's are there gonna be games? Like, I don't
1: I
0: have lots of questions. Well, guys, this this is breaking news. So we will check back after this long weekend to see how it goes at Fishtails Barn Grill.
2: Okay, so I have one more story uh Ooh, to talk okay. about this week. So this is like this almost reads like a server-submitted story, which is it why does. I love it so much. So this headline, it was actually uh, a woman who asked advice from an advice columnist, and then, like, it became, like, a big Reddit thread. So this woman <laughs> basically asks advice about a boyfriend who won't stop fighting a Waffle House cook. <laughs> so as the story goes, this boyfriend... Loves to eat breakfast food because when he was a kid and his dad would go out of town, they'd have breakfast for dinner. Apparently, dad didn't like it. I don't know. It's a whole mommy, son, Freudian, who fucking knows. So this guy's got this in his head already. So they go to this one specific waffle house and he he has done a few things where he's his eggs have been served to him incorrectly. He likes them a little runny. He sent them back. The cook sends them to him scrambled and hard. He sends them back again. The cook sends him hard-boiled eggs. Things, okay. Oh. So this is what's happening. So they chirp at each other. These, This is cook and this guy, the boyfriend. But the boyfriend keeps insisting they go back to the same Waffle
0: House over and over and over again. And well, the girlfriend and the thing, just like lets it happen. Well, the thing you're missing is that, okay, so after he got his eggs wrong two times in a row, he then exchanged fighting words and the cook came out from behind the counter oh, no. and they, they, they started tussling. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, I was going to get there for sure. Oh, okay. They,
2: they <laughs> (laughs) straight no but here we are yeah after basically what happened was he he they went back another time the cook sent them out wrong twice the guy threw the eggs at him like physically threw his (laughs) eggs back cook comes out from behind the counter and the two start to wrestle
0: <laughs> like a, like I, I I picture it like a Greco-Roman yeah. sort of shoulder lock and you know yeah. and they're just and sniffing just, each like, other's pheromones and testosterone yeah, like, like one of
2: like, these guys going to fuck. I think that's the question. You know what I mean? These guys need to like like
0: so, And the thing is, okay, so now The only thing that's been stopping this guy, apparently, like the girlfriend dropped off. Right. She's like, I can't I can't watch you do this anymore. This is this is becoming psychotic. It's a little obsessive. So he goes on his own to have basically the egg altercation slash sexual arousal foreplay situation. Mommy
2: mommy issue situation. Yeah. (laughs)
0: And he keeps saying, you know, when he reports back and then he'll tell his girlfriend, he's like, oh, when again, same shit happened again. And she's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, it's the principle of the thing. Me not getting my eggs the way I want. And it's like, it's not about not, the eggs it's anymore. Not about the eggs, dude. It's not about the eggs. It's uh. not. And the only <laughs> thing that's cut him off is quarantine. Yep. <laughs> I know <laughs> and anyway. what this guy doing now for sure. And I mean, like the thing is, like I get it. Like you go to a Waffle House for some, like a side of their cinnamon raisin toast and waffles and a fist fight. Like that's why you know, that's why you go. <laughs> uh-huh. It's why you go. It's par for the course. But this is like, this it's is a, a level
2: little, like neurotic, right? If you keep going back over and over,
0: and oh, over and she again. said she said they're supposed to get married. I'm like, I think your relationship is is on ice my friend he's found his soulmate
2: i hope she learns. i hope she learns how to cook eggs am i right guys oh, am i right
0: just a little runny. i think i'd be just a little runny away from that dude
2: <laughs> he was my fiance well, the worst part is, is she's like i'm not really a food person i just like sit there and drink coffee and read my book and i'm like you're not eating waffle house with this man what's going on like yeah. I don't know, whatever good luck to those guys Good luck, and and, um, and, and I want to. I just want to lay eyes on that fucking cook that had to deal with this bullshit.
0: It's it's truly it's the beginning of one of the greatest love stories I've ever heard. <laughs> truly, it's so like when Harry met Sally. It's, it's beautiful. What a what a meat cute. Um. Well, you guys. Awesome headlines, and you know what time it is. It's now time for some server so, submitted, submitted stories. stories Okay, you guys- We asked you to keep sending in server submitted stories, even though we're in a crazy time where a lot of you are not currently serving. You've been furloughed or your restaurant has turned into a grocery store or takeout only. But we are happy to take all the stories you're going to send us. So this uh, came from our friend and side work podcast family member, Morgan. So she writes in, hey, y'all. So I have worked in the service industry for the past seven or so years, and I finally got out when I became a welder, but had no foresight regarding the fact that if I was to ever get pregnant, I would not be able to continue welding. Okay, first of all, who is this badass? She's (laughs) Flashdance. She is the story of Flashdance. So she says in parentheses about welding, like, you know, I'm being pregnant, harsh working conditions, heavy lifting, toxic fumes rampant misogyny <laughs> etc so she says so of course when i got pregnant from a fucking tinder hookup oh god morgan and the dad was not interested in being involved hooray for men i was like oh fuck i had to find a serving job fortunately a really good friend of mine who was actually my manager at one of my past service industry jobs was was now the GM at this new high-end taco spot, L-O-fucking-L, white people. And she gladly hired me on as a server. I was literally the laughing stock of town, but desperate times. Well, I was there for a few months and New Year's brunch happened and shit went the fuck down in flames. That's a story for another day, but long story short, my friend the GM finally lost her shit and quit with no notice. Of course, I was like, hell yeah, fuck them, but I was pregnant and I could not afford to quit in solidarity. with her so I behaved shut up and stayed well at least until they fired me because they didn't know where my loyalties laid at least that's what I heard through the grapevine because by fire I mean they just took me off the schedule wow which is just yeah that's so cowardly which she says and she's like bruh I'm very pregnant and very alone how could you Do that and sleep at night. Whatever. I swear I'm getting to a point. Hmm. So, of course, I bounced back best I could by taking the next job I could find, which was this wacky catering gig. By the time I was big pregnant and quickly approaching my due date, but I held out best I could because, you know, single mom to be can Not not work, but around 37 weeks, finally had to call it and I left the catering job. No benefits or maternity leaves, of course, just living on my measly tax return and the little money I managed to save. Not to mention, dude, I live with my mom who is disabled. And if you know anyone who's living on disability, that fixed income is just not actually livable. So I've paid a large portion of our household bills for years and we were fucking scraping by. My God, Morgan, you're a hero. So fast forward through having to adjust all my birth plans to plan for a home birth to keep out of the hospital and being terrified because I'm about to have a baby in a pandemic. Well, I sure did. I birthed my big chunky baby boy March 19th in hospital after all, because it was a whole ass nightmare, but not even the worst part, because now I have been out of work for 11 weeks and because of the timing of me leaving the catering gig and a bunch of bureaucratic nonsense, I did not qualify for unemployment. Like, I cannot get any assistance at all. And while restaurants are reopening around here, Greenville, South Carolina is where she is, but one, they are not hiring half the staff of most places, and they're out of work because the law is about occupancy. And two, I'm legit afraid to return to work in fear of getting my infant son or my disabled mother sick. Oh, This is stacked. So basically... All that sad shit to say, I'm humbling myself and asking for your support. I've been making masks since I was two weeks postpartum. It started as just a means of getting them, getting them to the people in my community who could not afford them, made with materials I already had, but then there was a demand from people willing to buy them, and everyone loved them a lot, so I opened an Etsy shop. This is now all the income I have. I'm not asking for donations, but maybe since I cannot work work and I have fallen into this huge blind spot regarding paid unemployment... Maybe just thinking you guys could link people to my Etsy shop, which you got it, girl. Mm-hmm. OK, so we are going to hook you up. And I bought two yesterday. They're made out of Carhartt material and really oh. elegantly designed. They're awesome. So we'll be sharing this. We got you, girl. Um, so, you know, she says, I don't have a lot of family and my friends are all struggling in their own ways. So I'm just doing what I know how to do, which is be scrappy, resourceful, and make masks for everyone returning to work that are worth the money, durable, effective, and cute. So, uh, you guys, she's um, Band-Aid Bennett, Bennett, Band-Aid.Bennett on Instagram, and that links to her Etsy shop, and we'll put it on our social. Absolutely. But she ends... Yeah, she ends saying y'all have had everyone's backs and have been speaking truth to the bullshit, not only regarding the service industry, but especially the effects of this pandemic. And I appreciate y'all so much. If you like my long distance work family, I would say you're doing the Lord's work, but LOL, fuck the (laughs) Lord.
2: (laughs) I have said God is dead like seven times this week, by the way. Yeah, truly
0: (laughs) If you read the whole thing, you really are fucking angels. Sorry for my really bad grammar and terrible writing skills. That's why I'm a laborer, not an academic. Laugh my ass off. Godspeed and good health, Morgan.
2: Oh my God, Morgan. Thank you so much for sending this. We appreciate
0: it. I'm like immediately going
2: to hop on and buy masks right after we're done recording this segment. So...
0: Well, right. And let's be honest, like I was like, I'm sure my bandana and my other cloth one are enough, but you do have to rotate and wash them after a while. And you realize, too, that like some are better for walking outdoors or running or exercising because it's thinner and you can breathe better. But then I wear the really heavy duty one when I'm in public. And it's it's nice to have a variety. So I was like, hell, yeah, I don't I have no affinity to where I'm going to get a mask. So I'm going to support you, Morgan Band-Aid Bennett.
2: I mean, and I think, if anything, Morgan's story is, is reminding us, like, life still is fucking moving in all other ways and in, in fashions with a pandemic, a pandemic on thing. top of it. You know what I mean? People are still having babies. People still have to worry about their disability. People still have to worry about getting, like, not, how ha- you know, it. it's just one thing on top of another on top of another. And to add the stress and the inability to do the things that you've always worked hard to do. And not being able to do them is 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 crazy. And so, yes, like she said, she's just trying to fucking make it work, just like all of us. So. Make
0: it work. And I will also say, it is not easy to ask for help. Nope. And we are we are in a time and place where, girl, it's brave, it's the right thing to do. Yes. And you know, pe- people want to help each other. So I'm glad you wrote that.
2: So we have our, we have our next uh, story uh, chapter of our ongoing saga of the unnamed four a.m. Chicago bar from Nicole.
0: <laughs> where the highly illegal uh, happenings and completely criminal employees all worked Which several years ago. Every
2: shift was full of 3000 shenanigans I'm, and she has pared it down to a a mere two handfuls for us. So this week's chapter is entitled My Sister. <laughs> My sister graduated graduated college after about a year I started working at the bar. In an attempt to be a good big sister, I got her a job there. She never worked in the industry before. Looking back, throwing a green kid into a 4 a.m. bar was a (laughs) bad idea. (laughs) Drunk people in general require a thick skin to deal with, and sometimes my sister is not one of those people drunk people can smell fear and you can't get frazzled <laughs> even when the bar is four deep you can't breathe and you've had to pee for hours and someone keeps throwing change at your back to get your attention oh, you cannot God. break down when this happens her first week in working we were trying to prep her for the 2 a.m circus the bar would on most nights be dead until 2 a.m 3 a.m on saturdays and then like magic the zombies on lincoln park would appear out of nowhere and we'd be slammed Everyone wants their drink ten minutes ago, and everyone is convinced you didn't put liquor in it. Uh, yeah, there's not liquor in here, um, sir, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely not above covering the spout and giving you a fake drink, but I generally do that only after you've been an asshole, of course. Uh, yeah, of course, there's fucking liquor in your drink. Now go away before I give your drink to Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kurt! Kurt was the busboy, the barback the that'll drink anything.
0: Who drinks garbage, yeah. leftover swill drinks? Okay? Yeah.
2: Um, people would say all oh, this manner of stupid shit to us. And if you weren't quick and sure with your answer, you're going to have to try. You're going to have trouble surviving the night. You have to remember that you're in charge as a bartender. All right. They came to get a drink from you and you can absolutely tell them to fuck off. Like <laughs> this is the 80, 20 rule. So I guess 20% of the time you can tell them to fuck off or maybe yes. it's 80% of the time.
0: <laughs> ah.
2: Anyway, Sister's first day on um, a uh, night on the job. Her first circus. Anyway, she panicked and started crying and had to go outside. My coworker <laughs> gave her a version of that pep talk, and that became the weekend routine for the summer. Except for that, she'd take her tears to the DJ booth. I'd bring her a shot and make her get back out there laughing my fucking ass off. She has PTSD from that bar. Oh my god. Have you, so, have you ever worked with your brother in the service industry at all?
0: Like, absolutely not. He has, like, we both suffer from really bad anxiety disorder, but for very different reasons. He does not like social pressure, and I thrive in it. Mine is more, like, amorphous, like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a heart attack Uh for no reason, even though I'm healthy. He doesn't have that kind of panic and anxiety, so... Oh, fuck. No. My bro, like and we're very different that way. He can't handle um, men. Also, sorry, y'all. You, you don't you multitask very well, you know, and he's not great at multitasking. Right. And so he's like, I'd rather kill myself than wait tables.
2: <laughs> I mean, did you, I you ever work a- with your
0: brother or sister? I worked no, oh, wor- okay. with my
2: sister. I worked with my sister at a coffee shop, but one summer we worked at the uh minor league baseball stadium at Rosenblatt Stadium in the View Club, which was the working restaurant in the stadium. We worked there together, and it was it was fine. But I still think there were times when it's like because you're related, you there's the whole like fucking suck it up like there's no hr involved when you're related to the person you're working with you know what i mean no
0: and and she's the big sister and nicole was the big sister in this story she said and and it
2: sounds like nicole like really tried all it's not like she's not trying you know but i love that it was just like
0: yeah. Nicole tried her best to look out for her younger sister, but some like <laughs> the, the middle kids and the babies. sometimes they're delicate flowers. What are you going to say? I'm the oldest. I'm a strong leader.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, all three of us are based. My, my brother's still in the industry. He's in the back of the house, but like all three of us have been uh, in the service industry for years and years. So I guess we're, we're tough like that, but I do love the fact that it was just like, okay. Yes, she's crying again. Yes, I'll take her a fucking shot. <laughs> you like, just like pat her on the back and be like, okay, you got this, you can do it. And then just get out there. How fun. Get back what out a, what, what, a, what an amazing memory to have and like make fun of each other with you be with the rest of your whole fucking lives. I love that so much.
0: Oh, and I'm very excited that next week there's another layer to the working with a sister story, which <laughs> we'll share. It gets even better.
2: Stay tuned next week for my sister
0: part two. My sister, part two. Um, you guys, thank you so much. We love when you're sending us your server submitted stories. We got a few more trickling in, which is great because I know it's weird and you don't want to think about the job that you don't have right now. But trust me, it's so fun to go down memory lane and we love sharing your stories. Absolutely. So you can email those uh, to sideworkpod at gmail.com or sideworkpodcast at gmail.com because I accidentally claimed both of them and forgot about one. <laughs> You guys, uh, we're so excited to welcome first-time podcast guest. Oh, we saved her for... The perfect topic, but um, fantastic comedian host of her own podcast with uh her boo called Couples Therapy, which you guys will give you all the info for later at the end of the show and in Instagram. But please, Andrea, and I would like to welcome Naomi Akpar again, everybody.
1: Hi, friends, how Hello. are you? We're
2: good, we're so excited to talk to you. It's
1: so good we to are. see your face, you know, in quarantine, no less. I know. What it is to see another human, you know, it's very I know. exciting.
2: This is not the kind of kept woman I wanted to be, but
0: right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am trying to get kept. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's that. not, this virus is a real cock blocker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have never had trouble, you know what I'm saying? But it yeah. takes a pandemic. Like I've never gone this long without at least landing somebody <laughs> To just be, just come on, just come over. Yeah. We we don't you don't have to like me. It's fine.
1: But, but I sure. heard some people are actually still doing the apps, you know, and then just like yeah. having maybe a socially distant face to face.
0: Yes. And then yeah. maybe just
1: throwing caution to the wind. Right. I, don't
0: think, I don't. I don't think that's what Brooke wants. Uh-huh. I. I. I don't. I will not go on yeah. the apps because there's already a layer of just nonstop lying, and then we've got this. <laughs> Coronavirus, where it's like, if I don't trust you or know you at all, how do I know you're not actively right. fucking around with a bunch of people? Like, I just right. just no, well, not meeting strangers right now. Right. It's not happening. I just met
2: more like, who wants to go? I think she just wants to sit on a D. Is what exactly. I'm saying. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, she's like, she's like, I'll I'll be a mask, you be a mask. Like, well, I'll be a mask. Like, you know, yeah. I'm just gonna sit on it and then you and then you leave. Like, you go. <laughs> So, yeah. I,
0: I know that things are getting rough over here because I called the pleasure chest to see if they do curbside and <laughs> they do. Hell yeah. Yes. You can get it in an hour or less. How? <laughs> what? <wet> <laughs> Perfect.
2: Perfect.
0: perfect. perfect. But can I can I tell you guys this though? it like it's so great to see friends on Zoom, which is obviously keeping me balanced and sane and and being able to have an outlet. But I went to my chiropractor this morning just because I've been in all sorts of bad shape. And it's also Julia Rossi's chiropractor. I heard. You see, they heard this story already. She had the appointment right before mine, and I didn't Aww. know. And she was in the room, and they said, Julia's here, Brooke. And we started waving at each other, and I started bawling because. Because I couldn't hug my friend. I haven't I been able to, like, I just haven't seen any of you in person. And yeah. so as happy as it makes me when I'm actually seeing you in person, there are going to be tears. So, yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: I know. It's like hard. but well, because that's what she was saying. She's like, I just saw this person and I wanted to reach out, but I couldn't reach out. And it just felt so, it's like, I, I can't get used to that. That's what she, you know, she was saying. She's like, I want to see people because it's always so nice to bump into somebody just in the world. But now you can't really engage in the way you used to.
0: Yeah, so, no. no. Which brings us to our topic of the day is absolutely really, really hard for all the Karens out there. Because um, <laughs> Karens thrive, you know, when restaurants and businesses are open, it's mm-hmm. their true medium to mm-hmm. get up in your face and to <laughs> ask for a manager. And that is our topic for the day on SideWork Podcast. So... Because I know Naomi, you said you look. You're like I don't have service industry experience. I was like, it's okay. We're going to talk about a universal (laughs) thing today. Um, For those of you listening who has not heard the term Karen uh, bandied about lately, it's gone really viral over the past two weeks. No pun intended with the virus, because they're really spinning out. They're turning (laughs) into COVID Karens. They're like the Karen virus. Yeah. And uh, so I'll give you I'll give you just a brief definition if you weren't sure or if you've been hearing this like hashtag, sorry, Karen, going like, what's that all about? Okay, so according to Wikipedia, because Karen's have earned their own Wikipedia. (laughs)
1: Yes, they have. And they're editing it themselves. Yes, Yes,
0: they they are. (laughs) They wish they were. So definition. A Karen is a slang term that is used to typify a person perceived to be entitled or demanding beyond the scope of what is considered appropriate or necessary. One of the most common Karen stereotypes is that of a white middle aged woman, typically American, who displays aggressive behavior when she is obstructed from getting her way. Such yes. women are often depicted as demanding to speak to the manager and mm-hmm. sometimes have a variation of a Kate Goslin bob cut. <laughs> Oh my God!
1: Too so, detailed.
0: <laughs> too detailed. And the thing is, I mean, you know, like, what's your version of a Karen, Naomi?
1: Meaning, like, an individual, or how would I describe it?
0: Yeah, how would you just, des- how would you describe a Karen?
1: I would say it's a white woman of a certain age, usually I would say forty and up, who basically just um, wants to control and. Um, What's the word? Micromanage her entire world, and is very much like she w- she wants to ruin other people's fun if it infringes upon her in anyway, and that can be physical, but usually it's just like emotional infringement because it's like get away or like stop being loud. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. To me, I, it just feels like Karen is just a new name for a Becky, for barbecue Becky. It feels right. like we're now calling her Karen. Absolutely,
2: I do think I will say I think Beckys are like the outdoor versions of Karen. <laughs>
0: Be- Becky's yes Becky's are most usually spotted in their natural habitat right. they're organic um, public parks um, mm-hmm. you know anywhere on the sidewalk of a hiking selling trail camping yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they are the park ranger version of a of a Karen okay there guys. it is
1: Yeah, they thrive in the sunlight you're
0: right they <laughs> <Yeah>. thrive <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> So and the thing is, so the term Karen uh, really came about with more ferocity around 2017 when a sub uh, a a user on Reddit who was actually a 17 year old kid who just kind of started this like joke of this thread called Fuck You, Karen, and was kind of describing this whole woman and image and it sort of ran away and took off on its own. And then the service industry, which is, you know, our point of view from everything mm-hmm. we talk about probably two years ago and about a year and a half into starting, you know, to really dig into um, service industry themed Twitter and Instagram, everywhere after every person complained because the big hashtags in service industry are hashtag server life, hashtag server problems. Mm-hmm. And then I kept seeing hashtag, sorry, Karen. <laughs> and it <laughs> would be, Someone making the funniest complaint about an overly demanding restaurant patron and some bullshit that they asked for that it's like clear that they can't do, and then you know, (laughs) you know, uh, blasting them on about it on uh, social media, and then being like hashtag Mm -hmm. sorry, Karen. I was like, what? This Karen, (laughs) this Karen individual is really. She's really out there. Life of her own. She's really
2: making the rounds. She loves to Yelp. She loves to Yelp. Oh, my God.
1: And Facebook post. To me,
2: like, Karen's medium
1: is the Facebook post.
2: Oh, yes. She is very much strictly Facebook.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: She can't put together a tweet. She doesn't get it. It's too confusing. She's not tweeting. She's not tweeting. tweeting. So, yeah. Okay. So, another way, like, um, I think we kind of touched on this. (laughs) Okay. So... (laughs) All so, right, like so like to further describe a you know, a, a Karen or the types of Karen. So we just identified that, you know, there's um Becky's barbecue Becky's or outdoor Karen's. Mm-hmm. Um I they, I think they also they definitely police urban neighborhoods one hundred percent. They're calling the cops yes, on yes. lemonade stands. You right. know, if you're if you're um black and selling Girl Scout cookies, forget it. You're, if gonna- you're black
1: and <laughs> daring to live, okay? They're Karen's coming. Not having Karen it. is They're- like how dare you Express joy. How dare you assert your humanity? You know. Yeah, uh, exactly.
2: Karen. Karen, Karen I'll shut it down. Karen's there yeah. to shut she's it down. Shut it down.
0: She has deputized herself. Um, uh, absolutely. So, and I, I think other um, really sort of like catchphrases and things are like this job is over for you. I'll make sure you never work another day of your life. Like they're not violent, but they threaten (laughs) taking things away from you. They threaten, um, you know, lawsuits a lot Uh of the times like, oh, well, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. You hear that a lot from a Karen. And you're like, Karen, you're in a Panera bread. Will you (laughs) you (laughs) calm down? Um, And so I, I think, the the point is, like, when we're describing this type of white woman, she's not, um, it's not like waspy and super classy. I, no, 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 no. no, no.
1: Yeah, she's coming out guns blazing. It's not repressed. It's not a repressed, like, I'm going to give you side eye and then complain when I get home. No, no, no.
0: No, no. Karen's
1: shutting it down in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, Karen wants a haircut, right? Karen yes. wants a haircut. She well, wants so hair so colored
1: cute. as well, right? She's like <laughs> upset about not getting color right now.
0: And as the 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 style has been um, obviously referred to as a reverse mullet, which is
1: <laughs> I know that's the part to me that's so funny that that hairstyle has become it's such a specific style, and for that to be the one associated with Karen is like the saddest part for me. I'm like, oh my god, I feel so bad for you, Karen. That people assume you have this. Oh idiot my god, person. she's business in the back. She's business in the back, people. <laughs>
0: Yep and she's speak to a manager in the front. It's a very it's actually no wonder they think they don't need to wear face coverings right now because they have that wall and curtain of of aggressive bangs yeah. acting as yeah. a face yeah. shield. Excuse me. I think it's really important, you know, when we're thinking about Karens cuz basically as as you're in a service industry position, like have you ever done like have you done service industry of any type before Naomi like where people have
1: well, I worked in a lot. Li- I worked in the college library. That was my job all through college, and so I definitely had to deal with people and their emotions, and mm-hmm. not wanting them to give back books or bring them back a book that was half a damn book. I was like, "Where's the <laughs> other half of the book?" And then like, there's like nothing you can do about it. And then, like I think like, most of my jobs were um, temp office stuff, and also. Um, Babysitting, because I was like New York yes. babysitting. Like you could make some good money, mm-hmm. and you just had to hope your family wasn't crazy. You know who you worked for. Yes, but I also knew I've always known my personality. I don't have patience. Like y'all, the patience you have had to be able to do these fucking server hustles, it's like you got to dig down deep in your soul. I just don't know because I don't have the patience. I can't like humor somebody who's being dumb, or you know, kiss somebody's ass when it's like. You're in a sushi restaurant. You don't get a hamburger. Like I couldn't do that.
2: It's yeah. I mean, I think being a temp, like it is. Temps are looked down upon. Temps are frowned upon. Like they're like, she doesn't know what the fuck's up. She doesn't work here normally. So I feel like you're kind of in a situation there where like you might people be like, "Mm," you know, you might get a little until you, you you know, you're never there long enough
1: for them to like you. And I remember one time somebody came. I was temping. I was a temp at a temp agency. So let's talk about the layers. And then this guy came up to me and I was like, front desk, you know, whatever. And then he would just, he goes, so do you still do comedy? As though I had left my dream to temp at this temp agency. I was like, this is the fake part. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, absolutely not. I was like, yes, I still do comedy. But it's like, yeah, people would definitely treat you like, it's like, well, she's not going to be here long. Let's not really get to know her. Also, let's give her the simplest tasks that a stranger couldn't really fuck up. Like a lot of fridge stocking, you know?
0: Yeah. Right. Well, I think, I think that's the key there, though, is that Karens prey on perceived status, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's... As service industry people, you're more easily identifiable because you're wearing the uniform, you're yes. behind the bar, you're walking up with the tray of drinks. So they're like, aha, my, <laughs> my punching bags have arrived. Right. I'm better than
2: all of you, you know. All of you. Mm-hmm.
0: And so it's really sad because, you know, I've, I've tried to get into the real headspace of a Karen because <laughs> I, I thought about it. Andrea, I really thought about it. I was like, my mom is not a Karen. Your mom's not a Karen. And Brian's mom, our audio engineer, his mom's not a Karen. You know why? They're all nurses.
1: Interesting. Nurses
0: nurses don't Karen, really. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't. So I think it's sort of this like age demographic of this like middle of the country, even coastal white women who have a miserable life and <laughs> i i think are i think their family hates them and they probably don't get the respect they need at home so they come and terrorize like i said like a like a um you know round robin is it round robin red robin. robin red robin red robin you Yum. know <laughs> Speaking I mean, of, so,
2: yeah, yeah. I think you're, I think that's right. I'm also, I'm just going to add nurses be Karen with a C. They just aren't Karen. <laughs> uh,
1: they be caring, not Karen. Mm. Yes, that's a, right. Yes.
0: Be a Karen, you know, be right. a Karen person. C A R I N. Don't be a Karen. K A R E N. <laughs> and yeah, and so it's just this. <laughs> It's this misery and this attitude cuz you know there's also this feeling of like once you're above 40 you know you're already invisible as a woman and so Karen's get louder as they get yeah, older cuz they're so. like they're like I
1: think so like
0: the, the brother in the photograph from back to the future where they're like I'm disappearing you know <laughs> as you get, as you get older and so I feel like there is all this pent up anger they're caught in a really weird um generational thing where I don't know what the next generation of Karens are going to be, but they're going to be different. They're going to mutate. They're going to have different wants and needs um, than the current Karens. But there's just a unilateral to me dissatisfaction with their own life so they love to express dissatisf- dissatisfaction with small microaggressions in very like inconsequential places where it feels good to tell a bus boy that she's going to get him fired it's like you know
1: right 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 I mean it does feel I mean it's, it's very Anytime someone has to go outside of themselves and belittle someone to feel good, it's like, yeah, they're not happy with their life. There's just no need for it. But there's also the thing about, to me, I don't know, it's just because I grew up in New York, a city that very much forces you to get on its page. I don't really, uh, like, I assume when I leave the house, I'm going to be unhappy in some capacity, okay? (laughs) The moment I'm not home, I'm just not in charge. I don't get to decide how shit goes. And I think the thing that can that's so funny to me is, again, Karen is going to leave her house, go to the Red Robin and decide she knows how to run their business. And that's the thing that's like, girl, this ain't your place. Mm -hmm. You don't run this. But they like really feel like wherever I am is mine.
0: And that's right. And that also comes from. okay. so they're not like they're not like women who are mentally ill who cause problems, yeah. they are are—they are suffering from privilege. Entitlement to the mess. So much entitlement and privilege. Like They're like, you know, of course, Karen's come to New York City as tourists in droves and they hate everything about New York. <laughs> they're right. going to yelp the Statue of Liberty. You oh, they were
2: all over Tuscany when we were there this fall. <laughs> all <laughs> over Tuscany.
1: Ooh, Karen's <laughs> under the Tuscan sun. That's where <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my God! Well, K- Karen's love a good travel Groupon, so <laughs> and they complain really hard to get the Groupon that they didn't jump on when they should have a week ago. But then they spoke to a manager and they got that deal to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> They're a really interesting breed. So, so the the two controversies that are coming up right now is Karen is back in the news. Okay, so I just this week. Newsweek literally had a headline. It was a white woman with her arms crossed as the picture. And I said, What is a Karen? <laughs> 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 headline in Newsweek, okay? BuzzFeeds talking about Karen's. The Atlantic put out this like insane, eloquently written article. Like way too long of a read for talking about a Karen, but it was still, I was like, Oh my god, they said. This me. is
2: a great article,
0: actually. Award <laughs> <with> writing. <laughs>
1: Was it better um, than the Wikipedia article you just read?
0: Yes. Okay. okay. It's really good. I'll send it. I'll send it. <laughs> we'll post it because it's an excellent understanding. I was like, well, this is maybe, okay, That's this person stuck with journalism. I quit, did comedy, and now I podcast. So there's a reason she really <laughs> was thorough with her description. Yeah. Yeah, 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 But she does for a living. But um, even like, so, you know, the cast of The Real, like they're an Emmy award-winning daytime talk show. They were having a field day laughing about- so now white women are in an uproar saying that calling a privileged, entitled asshole of a woman, a Karen is on par with the N word.
1: That is like so funny to me. Cause it's me like even saying that proves your Karenness. Because literally if you're like an entitled asshole, the nicest thing someone could call you is another human name. Okay. You see what I'm saying? I was like, yep. Penny, if that's the, if that's your biggest problem, you're doing all right.
0: Yes. Yes. And it's, and it's really funny because, you know, like Amanda Seals was posting some really funny shit like that, like black Karens aren't worried about it. They're like, no. oh, I know I'm not a Karen, you know, right. like I know who that is. Like, if anything, I'm, I'm like a Ms. Karen, you know, I'm a Ms. <laughs> Karen. like it's they know they get it. And they're like, no, this isn't like a, a racial thing. It's it's being a type of entitled jerk, you know, yeah. and that yeah. to me is why it's so funny because they're just using a name that was really, really popular to name uh, basically Gen X kids. There's so many <laughs> Karens. It came out of that, you know, it's, it's like the tail end of the baby boomer generation yes. and a little bit of uh, Gen X. So many Karens. And we know good Karens. If you're a good Karen, you're marked, you mark yourself safe on Facebook. You know what Karen I mean? Karen Kilgareth.
1: Good Karen.
0: A great Karen. <laughs> Not a bad Karen. You know, Karen. Some, someone dared to say, that she's the Karen where this came from. And I was like, you're wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. Are you crazy? It's really funny because suddenly it's this controversy and it's in the headlines because Karens are getting taken down left and right because of the coronavirus is making them pop off because right. they don't have restaurants and famous footwears to go terrorize. Yeah. Lady, Let's lady,
1: lady footlocker.
0: Let's yeah. Lady footlocker. <laughs> you know, like... Chico's
2: Natural, clothes, naturalizer,
1: a, a naturalizer, a comfortable shoe, you know, with a real memory moment.
2: I wear, I wear naturalizers. I have like, That's I, <laughs> I love these
1: naturalizers. <laughs> and it's like always me and old white ladies, and I'm like, Girl. A d- a I dress, dress barn,
2: yeah,
0: a dress <laughs> barn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, please, so, but like, no, the, the Chicos is my favorite though. Karen oh yes. love a Chicos. It might be a little high for their price point, but basically, as long as you can get cropped khaki. Pants that somehow mm-hmm. have like drawstrings, even I mean, though they're <laughs> a, a, a capri is I think like a like a drawstring, you know, with cuff. a a sporty cargo pocket, Ooh. a sporty cargo Ooh. pocket. Okay, she's then, on the move. Yep, and then yeah. you gotta you have to put on your platform slides from Cole, yes. Yes, right yes, yes, with your freshy with your freshy petty, right? Yes, yes, yes of course. And so they're freaking out. Um, so. Women who are super privileged and stupid uh, right now basically saying their freedoms and liberties are being challenged by oh. the coronavirus are, once again, just just making Karens, you know, helping them state their case that they're well, being Karens.
2: And I think, you know, and especially coming and talking about this on SideWork Podcast and the point of being us, you know, really breaking it down is that, like, I'd say 75% of our severed submitted stories are all instigated by Karens, like, <laughs> really? you know? Like yes. the trouble in restaurants, like that. It really, like, when someone gives you a very hard time in a restaurant for no apparent reason, like you can't live up to their expectations. Right. It's typically coming from this type of person, you know. It also, it's like, how can you? It just, it's so. And I've been talking about this, especially with a lot of to to quote Naomi White women in the news, like really being fucking idiots just just being <laughs> so idiotic and just being so privileged but the the amount of like energy it takes to be so angry and so right. like and so privileged and 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 so blindsided and so selfish like you <laughs> know it just it makes it that i mean that's exhausting to me i'm just how could you Spend your energy and time doing this. Well, see, no. and this is
1: the tricky thing, right? Because as you, as you both are saying, right? Like Karens kind of thrive in these spaces where the hierarchy is clear and they're being served. Mm-hmm. And so to me, this is the problem. Because of that very hierarchy, no one is pushing back on Karen. Absolutely. And that's why they their mind now. Because not only can they not do it, like can they not do the thing they normally do, but now people are actually calling them out when the uh-huh. whole dynamic is such that you smile in her face, you turn around, you roll your eyes, you give her what she wants. Absolutely. So,
2: yeah. Everybody else is laying low, and all the little Karen Meerkat heads are popping up <laughs> out of the crowd.
0: Well they, well, they are. they but they're like, they're like, Who's the manager of coronavirus? And they can't figure it out. Right, and they're like, right. Is it Dr. Fauci? I right. wanna speak with him, you know? Right. And so they're flipping out over not basically not being able to go get, you know, their spiky Mm -hmm. reverse wallets to go get their manis, their petties. And the whole okay perfect, perfect case in point is a video that's gone viral of this woman who's being called like a real Karen's Karen um, Mm -hmm. trying to get into the Gelson's in Dana Point without wearing a mask, right? And so then everyone is like, uh, we're we're sorry. Like you're she's here, like come here. She's like, right. She's like you are infringing on my rights. Give me a card. Talk to, like I want to talk to your manager. You'll be hearing from my lawyers. Then she went into I have a health condition that prevents me from wearing a mask. That what? Oh, then even she says, How do you know like why
2: it's my I'm buying private things and I don't want you to see the things that I'm buying. After they're like, We'll shop for you, we have no problem. Oh. How yeah, yeah. And, and then, then how like, and then I no. give you my private credit card for you to run. You're gonna steal my things. It was Wait, just- wait, wait, wait.
1: What store was she at? A Gelson's? Trying and run into
0: a Gelson's. What's
1: private in the grocery store?
0: It's all the shelf.
1: Everyone sees you get it. I mean,
0: you're saying, like, unless she was going for a run of, like, a gallon of mohawk vodka and butt cream, that's, like, you can't get anything that weird at a Gelsen. Yeah, you
2: cannot get, yeah, it's very very true.
0: But she was trying, like, every trick in the book where people usually, you know, like, if someone has, um, I mean, like, that's why we pass disability rights acts because of situations where people who do actually are not able-bodied, had been you know prevented from safely accessing a a bathroom in a restaurant or something like that we do that for the right reasons and then now since she can't just say i want to talk like she's escalating so karen's are escalating right now i want to talk to a manager is not enough Mm -hmm. so now i have a disability so now i'm getting lawyer
2: now i'm going to film you and get a reaction out of you
0: that too, filming people. She's like, I'm going to show it to my friend group of Karens on right. Facebook. Right,
1: my, my, my Facebook Karens.
2: Honestly, the best part about that video is that the guy at the front who's cleaning carts and handing them is nice as pie the entire time. And like, while the manager goes inside to get a corporate business card so she can contact the higher ups, mm-hmm. he's dancing to Michael Jackson in the background. <laughs> he's like, why are you so chipper? why are you so Why are you so happy? He's like, I used to be a bartender and I can't do that anymore. And now I have a job and I'm so thankful for it and she was like <laughs> and then she immediately goes into well how yeah, do you feel about the, the fact that you're infringing on my rights like yeah. oh my God.
1: well that's the thing that's you know the whole thing is not you know the mountain making uh mountains out of mole hills but it also seems like the big problem with karen's is that they they cannot stand any level of discomfort they mm-hmm. do they cannot be inconvenienced they cannot you know yeah I have I wear glasses Every time I wear a mask, I'm fogging up my face. Mm-hmm. I take it off and I feel like the swamp thing. But you mm-hmm. know what? I don't want to die. I don't want to kill nobody else. Yep. So you just have to accept that for the time being. And I'm I'm sure what happened was she was out. She probably didn't even intend to go grocery shopping. And then she was like, you know what? Let me go up in the And she didn't have a mask. She never shit. And then she's like, so it's like, you know, you, you see the line of people. Or you know, like, she knows she can't. But she's like, oh, but I'm here and I need something. So if I just like explain that to them, like I will, they will make an exception for me. Do you know what I mean? Like like
2: she's at a club and like, she's like, goes to the front of the line. She's like, "Um, I should be on the list. My name should be on the list. I can just like come in, right?
1: And then then like when her name's not on the list, she's like pretends to talk to someone behind the bouncer being like, hey, 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 do you see me? I'm with her, I'm with her. And it's like, (laughs) nobody in there knows you.
0: She's like, oh, oh, my husband's in there. You still don't have a mask on. You also don't have a husband. Not tonight, Um, (laughs) Karen. (laughs) Get out of here. So there's that. And then, of course, a lot of Karens are on the front of those, you know, Orange County and Lansing, Michigan protest lines. Oh, yeah. Just, just really digging their heels in, um, holding up signs that say, Masks are for dogs and slaves. Oh yeah, I am a a free woman. I'm like, wow. And like, what we all have to go back to, right? Is that this is just an inconvenience to keep the largest number of people humanly possible safe. It's an inconvenience, and Karen's, and that's the problem. Is Karen's lives don't they don't have inconvenience? They don't do inconvenience. They don't do problem. And so this is just like blowing their mind because there isn't really a lawsuit that can come about when there's a global pandemic and you've been asked to put a little piece of cloth over your face. I know. No one's ruling in your favor. And so, yeah, it's just, it's been interesting to watch these different forms of power grabs going on.
1: Well, especially because think about it, right? Like everything's an adjustment. Every single restaurant or like business says no shirt, no shoes, no service. Right. That's something nobody's complaining about. Nobody's saying, well, my feet have bunions and I don't want to wear my shoes. (laughs) Nobody's doing, you see what I'm saying? It's like, there's certain things where it's like, we take that as facts. But because this is new and it's like a little annoying, you shouldn't have to do it. And it's like, well, there's so many other things we do every single day
0: where we're completely complacent and we yeah. haven't because it's been in place for so long we don't push back you know we're
1: just yeah. doing stuff i don't like you know what i mean like i just feel it's like you think
0: i want to wear pants
1: i'm like <laughs> it's like oh god but you uh, know what
0: I i'm not wearing pants right now
1: nobody should have to see. see you're thriving but i mean like on the street where i'm just like like i don't know it's just like and yet, for some reason, this mask thing has everybody. And it's, like, really the easiest thing you could wear. And quite honestly, I like it because well before corona, the streets were dirty. It's like car exhaust. People love to spit when they talk. It's like, honey, give yep, me that. Yep. I should have had this. I should have had this years ago.
0: Yeah. I feel yeah, It's, it's, it's and very true. You know, and, and you're, you're seeing the male equivalent to it. Don't get me wrong. There's, like, a
2: lot yeah, of... I keep uh, thinking what we should name, like, the male version of Karen. I just want to... Well,
1: my, I heard it's Chad.
0: Oh, Ch- chads are a little more bro-y okay, and fratty. Okay. okay, so are, we are trying to circle around. Like, like is like is it a is it a Bob? Is it a, is it a Robert? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like Robert. a Darren oh, I was thinking. Robert? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Doug. Because I know, saw like,
2: I saw the Roberts and the Karens all over Tuscany together. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what: two two Roberts and their Karens. These two, they were coupled up just talking away in the fucking Sistine Chapel after they tell you all the goddamn rules about how you're not supposed to talk. And then those motherfuckers were talking about Quicken Loans in the Sistine Chapel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Quicken Loans yeah. in the Sistine Chapel.
2: It was, a, I was just, I was like, I can't, I cannot. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I melded it. I didn't, I just said I cannot. I mowed it to Brian because you're not supposed to talk.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: not supposed to talk oh. Karen well they see the thing is they're like well I make the rules so I can break them <laughs> and
2: right but I guess like, it's like on. if we're really you know and we're ragging on Karens only because we want change and we want people to do better right this is like the only reason and I think also as a nice uh uh escape uh for all <laughs> the servers out there being like yeah fuck you Karen uh <laughs> you know over and over but like what would our advice to Karens be I guess
0: Well, I think it's just it's it's just interesting in the fact that, um, you know, bad behavior is bad behavior, no matter what sort of situation we're in. And I think, you know, a lot of people. So say you're having a little Karen moment, you know, feel like you're going to Karen out a little bit. Um, Listen, you know, I, I practice cognitive behavioral therapy. I've been in it for two years. I try mindfulness. It's not easy. It's not like, let's just say, first of all, you're choosing the low road. It's easy. It feels good temporarily to be a Karen, you know, but where does it get you? So let's all pause, take a breath, see if you can diffuse whatever, uh, sort of inclination you have at the moment that feels the most short sighted and (laughs) salty and what have you and just ask yourself is there a different choice i could make right now is there a path of kindness i could possibly walk down today
1: i think Mm -hmm. karen's also need you know what it is karen's need to find joy okay because you're coming out into the world because you ain't right inside so you know what karen if you don't like that husband leave him if these kids mm-hmm. working your nerve, get them in therapy. Karen, you have got to set yourself up for success so that when you go out into the world and face the conflict and the frustration that we all face, you can shake it off. Karen's got to find a hobby. Karen's got to get into, I don't know, maybe she should join, join a roller derby league. Get some out. She needs something. Karen needs something for herself.
0: They do, and they're 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 punching down when Karen's need like like a more fulfilling hobby, like you're saying. And you know, and I, I have empathy for everybody like you're saying, something's off in Karen's life, okay? We don't know what happened to you. Whatever happened to you in your life is not your fault. But as people like to say, it's your responsibility, though, okay? Mm-hmm. We have em- empathy. It, you know, we're sorry something happened to you. You didn't deserve that. But how you behave in the world, that's your responsibility, absolutely. I just have to say for the record, I think the Karen of of the pandemic so far is the um, the mayor of Beaumont, Texas, who put the shelter at home order in place. And like she has like she is a Karen head to toe. And then she was caught in a nail salon by some (laughs) photographers who then put like a Karen broke her own rule, because Karen had to get her tips filled, you know what I'm saying?
2: Runner-up right. being the mayor of Vegas, correct? I was just about to look her, I was like, her Is mayor or governor? Her ass. Oh, governor like, of Nevada, she, sorry, yes. The no,
1: OG. She's, like, giving me OG Karen.
0: She's she like a Karen Vegas. overlord, yeah. She's like Madam Karen. Um, <laughs> I think right now, we're all being forced to confront a lot of things in this pandemic, right? Like, Karens aside, like, we all are having to sit with ourselves, live with ourselves, yes. realize things that we didn't don't like to take the time and think about because we're on yes. pause right now. So while Karens are being called out and blasted, I'm hoping that this rough road right now for them, these poor Karens, you know, because they don't like it. They don't like that they're being made fun of in the news. But maybe they can swallow their pride a little bit. And when the restaurants reopen, they can go in a changed woman. Ha <laughs> yes. You know, and return yeah, totally. to their namesake, which is which is a Deborah, you know? And then just go back to being Debbie.
2: <laughs> Where are we gonna create a like a whole chart of levels? Like Karen being the red hot, Debbie's the orange, who's the yellow, the yellow is like Gina. Chan, Jan, Jan's definitely yellow. Green's Michelle. I'm going Michelle for green.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle's oh. a good one. I, I think Right now, Karen's more than anyone, they they have a little extra homework to do during this quarantine because servers and bartenders and everyone are coming back. And they're not going to take it. They're not going to take it this time around.
2: Absolutely, There's no room to put up with this shit anymore, Karens, out there. And I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really, like, I love this topic. And, like, part of me is that, like, are we, like, really going after, like, one specific group? Like, part of me is, like, but it
1: needs to be said. And it's really fun to talk about. Like, (laughs) And the only people who get upset are the Karens. You see what I'm saying? That's on the out on mine because I'm like, well... Whoever comes in hot, it's because you feel like you're being attached personally. And that means we have said something here yep. that resonates with your frequency. It's because so... guess what?
2: You're a fucking asshole. And everybody yeah. knows you're an asshole. And that's it. Really? That's what it comes down to. Right. Well,
0: and, and you know you're a special kind of asshole when you cause a stir, cause a ruckus, and then immediately can't stand up and defend your nonsense and then try and turn it into victimhood. Not cool, Karen. They thrive on being victims. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I think we did it. I think we tackled we did it. Yeah, we did. Well, we can did I it. can I just at least say though that the funniest thing that I didn't even realize in September, this last September um, was hurricane karen and the internet went crazy <laughs> tropical right. hurricane karen mm-hmm. and they took they mm-hmm. took that weather pattern that was moving across the atlantic and they put a spiky bob on top of that hurricane and that, and and that,
2: and that, that karen hurricane's not
0: coming back until we get all the way through the alphabet again i know thank goodness <laughs> her reign of terror i hope is coming to an end when we come out of this quarantine. So, um cool. Well, i think we had like it was just a needed and very therapeutic discussion cuz they're making headlines outside of our funny little like jokes on twitter. Like they've gone they've gone global, you know? So it was time to address it. Um well, Naomi,
1: Thanks for having nice. me.
0: You're welcome. I, I'm glad Absolutely. you could be here to add perspective and entertainment to this. Um also everyone listening, uh, if we missed any traits about some Karen's, uh, you know, let us know. Hit us Don't up know. I, um, I
1: wanna hear it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Naomi's not interested. <laughs> yeah, you can check out our you can check out our Instagram and you know, tell us if we missed any important, you know parts of this but um awesome you guys thank you so much for joining us Naomi it's so nice to hear your voice and see your face
1: you too ladies I'm so glad I will talk to you on the other Soon. side yes. Yes. yes, yes. and how
0: how often are you getting couples therapy up
1: we're still doing podcasts new episodes mm-hmm. drop every Tuesday but Perfect. you know we'll see how long we can make it happen
0: I love it. Well, you guys definitely check out Couples Therapy. It's so fun. And her and Andy, her betrothed are a hilarious, wonderful couple. So check that out.
2: Amazing. Thanks, Naomi. Bye.
0: Bye.
2: All right, guys. Well, what a fun, fun episode. Thank you so much for listening to Sidewalk Podcast.
0: Yeah. And if you got this far into the episode, we love you and you can find out more about us. Uh, We are on Instagram at Sidework podcast pretty easy same account on twitter although we don't tweet a whole lot so instagram's where we're happy so find us there
2: yeah same if you remember if you want to shoot one of those server submitted stories our way sideworkpod pod at gmail.com side work podcast at gmail.com we've secured both
0: domains. we are powerful <laughs> don't fuck with us we have two emails uh, yeah, you can also slide it into our Instagram DM. Yes. It's just a little harder to read. But you guys, subscribe, rate, review, listen to all the other LPN family shows. Um, We love them. We listen to all the, those guys all the freaking time. And we feel so proud to be... Uh, Get a seat at the table. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you pretty know? good about it. Yeah. Well, feel pretty good.
2: Uh, uh, you know, like we say at the end of every episode, Brooke. Yes. Godspeed. And good health.
0: We'll talk to you next week. Bye.